Have you ever felt like you wanted to physically remove a negative feeling from your body? Well, you can. It's called tapping. And on today's show, you get to hear me go through a tapping session in real time. Our guest is Dr. Katie Nall. She's a TEDx speaker, author, accredited master trainer, and practitioner of EFT, the emotional freedom technique. This is The Fit Mess, conversations with world-class experts in the fields of mental, physical, and emotional health. In this episode, what we have seen in clinical studies all over the world for the last 30 years is that it is way more effective than cognitive behavior therapy. Now here are your hosts, Zach and Jeremy. Welcome to The Fit Mess. Thanks for listening while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing right now. I'm Zach and he's Jeremy and together we're two vulnerable guys helping you overcome struggles to achieve your mental and physical wellness goals. Jeremy, I'm, I'm really excited about today's topic because this really is an amazing tool for people to achieve those wellness goals. It's another one of those tools that had you offered this to me 10 years ago, I would have laughed in your face. In fact, I watched a movie. I don't even, I think it was 10 years ago called what the bleep do we know? And that was mm -hmm. the first time I saw someone doing the tapping technique. And I just went, well, that's complete bullshit. There's that right. can't, that can't do anything. That's gotta be just nonsense, but I've now done it and I've experienced the benefits of it. And so I'm excited to share with people, hey, this isn't complete bullshit. It's not complete nonsense. It might actually help you. I know you'll hear it later on, but in the interview, I got to do a tapping session live and I had followed along on other ones, but that was kind of my first time ever doing it. And it was pretty impressive. Like the difference in feelings at the end of it, it was, it was pretty crazy. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the concept of literally tapping on various points of your head, face, and collarbone while reciting, uh, reciting words that are basically like positive affirmations. And, and you'll hear a better explanation from Dr. Nolan in just a minute. But why, it is funny, watching you go through it, there is, you can see there's a, a shift in your face where things just get lighter. So I can see why this is something beneficial for someone who just is constantly worrying about things, who has a lot of anxiety, who, who's you know, weighted down by fear and just exhaustion and stress, all of these things that actually uh, Dr. Nall refers to them as her waffles, literally worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. All of these things can be treated through the practice of EFT, through this practice of tapping various points on your body. But as you're about to find out, nobody even really understands completely why it works. Just that it does. Yeah. Initially, when I saw waffle, I just got really hungry because I love waffles. <laughs> but Dr. Katie Nall is talking about different waffles than what I was thinking of. We got to talk to her recently about EFT and how she's made a name for herself by showing people how to dissolve their waffles. So we asked her to explain what that really means. Waffles are worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. And which is the number one cause of medical visits. When I can show people how to not just control, but eliminate their waffles, dissolve their waffles, and they then are in control of their emotions instead of their emotions controlling them, they can be healthier. And it's a fabulous, fabulous technique. So it's the emotional freedom technique, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. What is it? How does it work? And why does it work? Okay. So three good questions, one of which I'll be able to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional freedom technique is also called EFT or tapping. It was developed around 1990 by, of course, a electrical 
engineer from Stanford uh, University by the name of Gary Craig. He was observing what psychologists and psychiatrists were doing to help clinically ill people with depression. The, the, these psychologists and psychiatrists were frustrated because traditional talk therapy wasn't working. So they did research and found that traditional Chinese medicine was using something called meridians, which are energy pathways to believe to be in our body. And they found that tapping on different points of the body, and I'll explain where the points are and what we do with them, could help their clients so much more than just talk therapy. Well, Gary Craig, who's an electrical engineer, was kind of looking at all this and saying, these look like electrical circuits to me. And so as an engineer, he's like, if we just like tap on just a few points, we're going to get 96 to 98% of all of those energy pathways. So he mm -hmm. developed this, put everything out on the internet for free, it's still out there, and went his merry way. And then a lot of people went, wait a minute, this stuff is kind of interesting. Now, in terms of how it works, we're not really sure exactly. There's a lot of hypothesis going around. It is a somatic method that because we're involving the body and there's talk in it, that the combination of the two seem to be real strong. Mm -hmm. What we have seen in clinical studies all over the world for the last 30 years is that it is way more effective than cognitive behavior therapy. It's fascinating because I've seen videos and long before I was open to anything spiritual or as we like to refer to it as the woo-woo, I would see videos of people doing this, of tapping on parts of their face and just thought, that is the most silly nonsense I've ever seen in my life. But there is real science that backs this up. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right, Jeremy. They've done studies. Dr. Peter Stapleton is, is at the forefront of doing studies in Bond University in Australia. And she's done MRIs, people before and after tapping. And she can see differences in their brains. They can check things like cortisol levels, blood pressure uh, is reduced. There's a school out in Pacific Grove, California, Pacific Grove Middle School. They do tapping for six minutes a day, every day. The students do it, the faculty do it, the staff do it. Everybody in school does it for six minutes a day. And they found in doing that, and they've been doing that for a number of years now, they have found that the academic grades are going up, that the disruptions are going down, and even special education kids are, are gaining much more just by tapping. Wow, that, that's incredible. So you mentioned a little bit when you described Waffle, but, and you, you discovered this with helping people through math classes, but it's not just for math classes. There's a whole bunch of, of applicability. Can you talk a little bit about where you can apply it? Zachary, when I was working on my dissertation for my PhD, I wanted to help students who have this fear and anxiety about math. So I started looking and couldn't find anything. And then I realized that, well, this sounds like a word problem. And in word problems, what do you do? You just go to what is the core? And the core was how do you reduce fear and anxiety? It was 2010. I happened to catch Nick Ortner's 10-day tapping summit, which he's still doing and is still doing this year. People should grab, grab onto it. Watched all 10 days, bought the book, bought the DVD. And the whole time they were talking about things like financial abundance. They were talking about relationships. They were talking about weight loss, addictions, 
nobody was talking about math or test anxiety. I had no idea if it was going to work or not, but I thought, these students are desperate. They're going to try it. Sure enough, uh, they were lining up in my office and I said, hey, we have no idea if this is going to work or not, but why don't we try it? They needed one class left to graduate. So they would get started and I'd say, okay, just follow me. Well, they were following me right along <laughs> and they would come back one by one saying, I passed my math class. Jeremy and Zachary, I don't know who was more surprised, them or me. <laughs> we had no idea if it was going to work or not. From that, I then, I was an adjunct instructor at the college. And every time I taught a math class, we would start the session off with, okay, let's tap. Not all the students bought into it, but the ones who did and actually did tap, their grades improved. They came back to me after class saying, I get it now. I ran into one of the students in a restaurant later on. And she's like, this is helping me with raising my kids and increasing my patience. And I was like, okay. Nice. That's awesome. Just being upfront, I woke up this morning with stress, fear, anxiety. Don't know where any of it came from. I just woke up and it was there. It's been this cloud hanging over my head all day. So in doing some research for this, I saw you doing uh, some demonstrations uh, of this work. And my depression runs deep. It's, it's a big, heavy cloud. But I walked through the session, and, and I understand we're going we're gonna to do some of this together here in just a moment. But in doing so, I did feel some relief. I felt a little bit of, of lightness. And it, it reminded me, I've, one way I've been treating my depression lately is running. When I feel it and when I have the awareness and can just force myself to put on some shoes and go outside, I'll run. And I will run until I'm exhausted. And it's out and, and, I, can't, and I can't feel it anymore. And there was a similarity. It wasn't the same, it was, but there was, there was something, I think, in the intention of I'm going to decide to do this and just the physical movement and, and maybe something about the, the symmetry of, of the movement. I don't know. But I definitely felt some of the effect. Do you, do you hear that a lot from, from people that you work with on this, that, that, that it can relieve some of that really kind of deep emotional baggage that people carry? Well, first of all, Jeremy, my heart goes out to you. And I know, I know that feeling. And thank you so much for, for trying tapping. And after the show, if you'd like, you can schedule a free session with me. I'd love to help you with that. Oh, thank you. That'd be great. So I'll, I'll tell you a story that a client has given me permission to share. She came to me, she was a friend and she said, Katie, I, I want to hire you. I, I just need to have some focus. I, I can't, I'm not able to focus on what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Hey, here's my, here's my discovery uh, form. Just fill this out and get it back to me and we'll get started. Oh my gosh. She brought it back and I read through it. And I was like, you do understand I'm a mathematician, right? <laughs> <laughs> her, her form had that she was clinically depressed. She had been suicidal. She was seeing a therapist right now. And she was not on one, but on two antidepressants. I said, I'm not. This, I'm not, mm -mm, no, this is outside my league. Right. I'm a mathematician. I can't right. do this. And she was insistent. She said, I really want to work with you. I really, I just want to focus. I'm like, I've done this long enough to know that just wanting to focus is where we peel back layers until we get to what the real issue is. And I was like, uh-uh, not talking to it. So every Every tapping certified practitioner has a mentor. That's part of what you have to do to be certified. So I went to my mentor and I explained the situation. And she's like, yeah, don't touch that at all. I said, got it. She 
my uh, friend came to me after a few weeks, persistent still, and said, I've talked to my therapist. My therapist suggests that tapping would be a good idea. I said, hold that thought. Went to my mentor. I'm like, what do you think now? She's like, well, as long as the therapist is in agreement and everybody knows what's going on, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we got started. We did one hour of tapping once a month. I went back to look at the notes because I'm like, this can't be true. Once a month for six months, one hour, once a month. That's all we did. At the end of six months, she and I were talking because we were friends and her focus had been increasing. And she just was talking to me and said, I was out walking the other day with my friend who used to be my therapist. Stop. (laughs) What do you mean? Used to be your therapist. What's going on? You were supposed to tell me. Oh, I told you. No, you never told me. What is happening? She said, well, I got off all my antidepressants. I, my therapist and I both believe that I no longer needed to see her. And now she's just a friend. One hour, once a month for six months. That's incredible. That's, that's not something you hear often. No, 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 no. For for any modality. I, I myself was in therapy once a week for four years to try and get some balance in my life. Right had a great therapist. I, I, I loved him. I thought it was wonderful. As I was walking out of the door on our agreed upon last day, he said, oh, by the way, Katie, I just wanted to let you know that some of those emotions that we've gone through, and I mean, gone through, right? Ah, <laughs> these horrible things. Right. They may pop up again if the circumstances are right. I whipped my hound around and I said, what are you talking about? I thought we were done with this. <laughs> right. And what the clinical studies are showing is that cognitive behavior therapy is not as effective as either EMDR, eye movement desensitization recalibration, I think that's it, or EFT, emotional freedom technique. And they found with EMDR and EFT, once you identify the issue and, and, and get down to the very bottom, it does not return. Now, let me expand on that a little bit. I had a six foot four retired Air Force captain come to me and said, I hate spiders. He worked on a ranch. There were spiders everywhere. It's like, what are we going to do? I said, okay, what is it about the spiders that you don't like? He's like, I hate the webs. Just like, oh, just can't get through the webs. So we tapped, we got through the webs. I thought, great, we're done. I saw him a few weeks later. I said, how are you doing with those spiders? I hate spiders. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we had this all taken care of. He said, oh, I have no problem with the webs. He said, I just hate the way they walk their holes. So so you could have one incident that has many, what we call aspects. I've worked with people who have a fear of flying. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a client who right about the time the pandemic started, she had to fly from Florida to California back about every few weeks for medical. And first of all, she didn't, she was uncomfortable with the mask. And whenever she was in an airplane, she felt like it was just, it was claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. So we tapped on all of that. And she got to the point where she could get on the airplane without completely losing it. So there are different aspects, you know, somebody may say they have a fear of flying, but what is it about it? Is it the noise? Is it the claustrophobia? Is it, is it being up in the air? Is it not being in the air? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that would be the worst part of flying, the not being up in the air part, I think. <laughs> so in, in doing some research about you, I heard a story that you told 
that went a little bit beyond tapping. And you mentioned something called quantum memory and a, a woman who had a memory of being stabbed in the back in a former life. My mind is just blown on that. Like my, my logical brain is going, nope. But the woo-woo side of my brain and the actual stabbing pain I have in my back right now is saying, tell me more. Can you tell me about that and tell me a little bit more about quant- what quantum memories are? Absolutely, Zachary. So after I bought the book, bought the DVD, and I was working with the students, I realized I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I think I should get trained. (laughs) So I went back and I got trained in level one, level two, level three, and I'm always looking for what else is out there with tapping. So I did quantum I did trauma tapping. I'm actually in something right now called picture tapping, which is very interesting. But the quantum tapping was just on the edge of woo woo, mm-hmm. <laughs> to use your terminology. Yeah. The patient was the client. The client, I use the word patient because she's a chiropractor, but the client came in and she was behind in writing patient reports. She only got paid if the patient reports were written and submitted. She had over a hundred patient reports overdue. She was not happy. Her partner was even less happy. In fact, it was her partner who sent her in and said, you got to get this straightened out. Mm -hmm. So we tapped for a while and recognized that there was something about her fifth grade English teacher that was giving her grief. And we got it to a certain level, but we couldn't get it down to zero. Now, when she had come into the office, she came in holding her back, which I thought was unusual for a Mm -hmm. chiropractor who had a chiropractor partner. What was that all about? But I I didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. We were not getting anywhere with why she couldn't get into the 100 overdue reports until I finally said, what's going on with your back? And she said, I don't know. I've got this pain, this really sharp pain in my back. And it's been there for the longest time. I can't get rid of it. I said, let's try some of this quantum tapping and see what happens. Well, in the process of the quantum, and what's interesting, Zachary, is that when we do quantum tapping, the information doesn't come to me. It comes to the client. Mm -hmm. And so the client gets the information and then they tell it to me, which is always interesting. And so as we were doing that, she said, Oh, I was a Roman soldier and in the battle and in battle, somebody stabbed me with their sword in my back and killed me. And so we tapped on how the emotion that was attached to that. And as we tapped on the emotion to that, the emotion about writing those hundred reports, which who knows why that was attached to that at all, just went collapsed to zero. Within one week, she completed her hundred reports and it's been four years and she's been able to stay current. Wow. Right? What a connection. <laughs> that's, that's wild. So we, we talked a little bit before we started recording about a demonstration. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, I'd, I'd love to dive in and see how this works firsthand. I'd love to. And Zachary, I understand you're my victim volunteer. Today. <laughs> that's what I've been voluntold. <laughs> yes, okay. that's right. So I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. And then what we will do is we'll tap on the points by themselves and mm-hmm. then we'll add words. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. And I'm going to take notes because as it turns out, 
The most important part of this is using your words, not mine. So the first question I'm going to ask you is I'm going to ask you to repeat statements, words. And if I do, if you think that's not really true, or I would say it in a different way. For instance, you may say that you're anxious about something, and I may use the words that, well, I have a lot of stress. Well, you mm -hmm. didn't say stress. You said anxious. So it's really important that you use the same words. So the first question is, will you restate words in your own words, your own vocabulary, if I ask you to repeat something that doesn't ring true? Yeah. Okay, good. So can you think of a little tiny like frustration or uh, something small that is just irritating you in the last day or two? I think the bigger, the bigger issue here is picking which one. <laughs> so but here's let's... the thing with tapping, you don't even have to tell me what it is. Okay. Okay. But you have to have it very clear in your mind what it is and only one thing. Okay. I think I've got it. Okay. So, and if you have pen and paper, if you'll write it down, that would be good. Oh, good. My daughter did not steal my pen which is what one of the frustrations was earlier. She stole my journal. So you can write that down. And so whatever it is that is the issue, tell me the last time that it occurred. It happened, it happened this morning about two and a half hours ago. Okay. Two and a half hours ago. And where were you when this happened? Sitting right here at my desk. Okay. And when you think about the issue that happened this morning, about two and a half hours ago at your desk, what emotion is coming up? Couple frustration, disappointment, and I'll be specific disappointment in myself. Anything else? Um, anger. Okay. Anything else? Um, and there's some shame mixed in. Okay. So out of uh, frustration, disappointment, anger, and shame, which one is the strongest? Disappointment. Disappointment. Okay. And from zero to 10, where zero is like, ah, I'll get over it. No big deal. And 10 is the highest level of disappointment you've had in your life. Where is this one issue in terms of numbers? It's not right in the middle, but I would, it's a little bit higher. So I'd say a six. A six. Okay. And when you think about this issue that happened this morning, about two and a half years ago, while you were sitting at your desk from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, where do you feel it in your body? Where's that disappointment landing? In my chest and my upper abdomen. Okay. And that's a very regular feeling for me. Okay. Okay. And the last question is, is this a true statement? Right here, right now, I feel safe. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with tapping on the points just so we know what we do. And then we're going to add the words. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. So on the side of the hand, and you can use either hand, it doesn't matter, between the wrist and the little finger. You're going to start mm -hmm. tapping right there. Use, you can use all four fingers of the other hand and tap right there and breathe. And think about that issue and the disappointment you have in your chest and your abdomen. 
And just think about that and breathe. And then we're going to move to, when, when, when I add it, we're going to have a sentence here and it'll be repeated three times when we add it. Now that'll be right here on the side of the hand. Okay. Okay. And then the next spot is right on the top of the head. Yeah. And you can use one hand or the other or both. You can do the monkey move if you want. <laughs> and my headphones are just in the way. Oh yeah, that's right. So. That's right. That's right. Okay. I'm warning you. I'm coming in for a close up. Okay. The next one is on the edge of your eyebrow, right on the edge of your eyebrow, right above your nose. And again, you can use one hand or the other or both. And then the next one is on the side of the eye, between the eye and the hairline. Have you ever been in a meeting and seen somebody doing this? Yeah. Self-soothing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The next spot is where I keep all my bags for a quick getaway, and that's under my eyes. <laughs> I'm waiting for Kim Kardashian to start blacking her eyes, so I'll be in fashion. Under the nose is next, above the lips. And then we go under the lips, above the chin. And then I usually have my clients join their wrist with the palms towards them and tap right on the collarbone and breathe. Oh, it feels so good to breathe. And then the last spot is we're going to uh, give our ribs a good ribbing. So some ribs and go right there. Now, I usually have my clients blow all their air out looking like a cartoon figure. So it looks like this. <laughs> Mm, I don't know if I can do that with my mouth, but yeah, go ahead and try it. There you go. That was perfect. Okay. All was... right. Okay. So you ready? Let's get yep. started. Okay. So we'll start on the side of the hand and say, even though, even though when I think about this issue, when I think about this issue, the one that just happened two and a half hours ago, right here at my desk, the one that happened two and a half hours ago, right here at my desk, I feel this disappointment in my chest and abdomen. I feel this disappointment in my chest and abdomen. And right here, right now, I feel safe. And right here, right now, I feel safe. Even though. Even though. I have this disappointment in my chest and abdomen. I have this disappointment in my chest and abdomen. When I think about what happened this morning, about two and a half year, uh, hours ago, not years ago. When I think about what happened just two and a half hours ago. Right here, right now, I feel right. safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Even though. Even though. My chest and abdomen is full, is full of disappointment. My chest and abdomen is full of disappointment. When I think about that issue this morning. When I think about that issue this morning. I was sitting at my desk. I was sitting at my desk. But right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. And then top of your head, around your headphone. <laughs> this disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment, disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. On the edge of your eyebrow. This disappointment in my chest and my upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Side of the eye. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Under the eye. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Under the nose, this disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Under the lips, this disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Under your collarbone, this disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. 
and then slap those ribs. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. This disappointment in my chest and upper abdomen. Let's give it a good blow. It was funny to watch your face. Jeremy, did you see his face change? Mm -hmm. What happened? You just got lighter. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel surprisingly warm inside. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So from zero to 10, when you think about that issue this morning and the disappointment that you had in your upper abdomen and your chest, where is it now? They don't really feel like it's anywhere, but anymore. <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> I'm like what doing about- a full body scan now. Like, where is it? Where'd it go? If, if I can ask a question, where yeah. you don't feel it, but do you, do you logically feel like you're supposed to like mentally, are you looking for it because you're attached to that disappointment and, and frustration? Yeah, I am looking for it because it's there so often. Yeah, because that's that's the same for me, even whether it's this or when I go for the run or whatever, once it's gone, mentally, I'm going, no, I need that. That's that's me. Where is that? And, and I, I look for it. And so it's it's interesting to be able to go through this exercise and ha- and and notice the separation, I guess, is uh, I think maybe the power, the powerful part that I that I. And most interested in just for my own sake is to try and find more separation between me and that feeling because my whole life, that feeling has been who I am. That's interesting. You bring that up, Jeremy. There's a, there's a a process called secondary, secondary gains. And some people come in and say they want to have whatever negative emotion out of their life. And we tap and we tap and we tap and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And I have to stop and think, well, if you have this situation, why wouldn't it be released? I had one student who was a high school student and it didn't matter what we did. Nothing went down. It took me weeks to figure out that if her, if her level went down to zero, she would no longer talk to me. And she was in a situation where both her parents were working at home. They were both really, it was during COVID. They were both busy in their own little places. And I was really the only adult Mm. she could have a conversation with. And so she had secondary gains that Jeremy and Zach, you both say you're looking for that that feeling to dissipate, to, to be away. But for some people, if the feeling goes away, they may not be getting what they need, whether it's attention from me or attention from, if you have somebody who's really, really sick and everybody's spending a lot of attention with them where they weren't doing it before, if they get well, who's going to pay attention to them? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do, I do want to make one additional comment though. Like as I'm, as I'm sitting here, I just noticed my, like my shoulders and my shoulder blade just like went just deflated. Like they were, they were up and they just, they like came down and it, that's where I hold all my stress in my shoulders, my chest. So I just, just for more information, I just feel like my whole body, like a weight just lifted off of me. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The most frequent response I get from clients is I feel so much lighter. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like everything just. <laughs> but, and to go back, I guess, to the beginning quickly, we don't really know why. Because that's, uh, I, I kept trying to rationalize. What is it? Is it the activity? Am, am I distracting? My, am I doing something sort of silly and attaching it to this pain point and therefore lightening the weight that that weight has? But, but we don't know. It, it could be any or all or none of those. It was an interesting study done by a professor at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, where he found something he didn't know what to call them, but they're invisible somethings that are running through our bodies that mirror where the meridians are. They're, they're like fish, fishing wire, very, mm -hmm. very thin. And they're running right where the meridians are. And they are invisible until they're tapped. And then they turn yellow. So because we can't measure it, and because we don't have the tools to identify exactly what's going on, a lot of people struggle with trying to accept what's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. That's powerful stuff. Uh, fascinating. And now I'm very curious to learn more. So thank you so much for your time. Where can we learn more about you and, and the services you offer? Um, my email is hello at drnall.com, H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. I'm a bit of a punster. So my website is my last name, N-A-L-L, -L, followed by the word edge, E-D-G-E-C-O for company.com. It's knowledgecompany.com. Nice. <laughs> and, That's very um, And I will tell your listeners that I love for when people call me. So they can call me directly at area code 772-480-0541. In fact, I'm returning a phone call from somebody who actually called me last week. If you call, leave your name and your phone number, and I'm just delighted to be able to speak with you. Great stuff. We will have links and that phone number on the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. Thank you again so much for your time and insight on this. It's, uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. Yes, thank, thank you for you. what both of you are doing for everyone. All right. That was Dr. Katie Nall, Master Trainer and Practitioner of EFT, the Emotional Freedom Technique. You can find links to her and her work, as well as that phone number she gave in the show notes of this episode at thefitmess.com. You know, Zach, in that interview, she offered to meet with me to deal with some of my depression issues, and I took her up on that offer. And it is an interesting procedure to go through when you're digging a little deeper. Like, you guys kept it pretty surface with some just, like, frustrations that you were having. We were trying to sort out, like, some sadness that I didn't know where it was coming from. So dep depression, I didn't know where it was coming from. and. Yep. It's it's a weird. First of all, it's weird because you're you know it's virtual. I'm on a Zoom call, much much like uh, everyone else is doing these days. But I'm just going through this process of tapping these points on my face, repeating the same message over and over again, and you just you feel ridiculous at first. But then you do a couple rounds, and all of a sudden your brain starts going to some weird places and starts opening up some things, and suddenly in the middle of this, I don't know, maybe the third round through of, of repeating the, the mantra and, and like tapping these points on my body. All of a sudden I saw me as a child. I saw me as a child that was desperate to be seen, desperate to be loved, desperate to be comforted because he was afraid and felt very alone. And I just suddenly started just weeping. Like I just mm -hmm. broke down, was just crying. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my daughter's bedroom on a Zoom call, crying like an idiot. <laughs> and uh, 
but it was just, it was the strangest. It was, and here's the thing. It wasn't the strangest thing because I've done this before, not through tapping, but through right. some, some deep meditation and some uh, breath work, I've experienced what I've had described to me as astral projections. I don't know if that's real. I, I want to believe in that. It seems cool, but I've been able to, in some way in my mind, travel back to comfort myself as a child, like literally stand next to me and mm-hmm. comfort me. And it was very much the same thing. It was, it, it, it was the ability to be with that sort of traumatized, scared version of me and, and try and help him. And that was when the session changed. Like the, the technique was the same, tapping the same points, following sort of the same rhythm, the same breathing. But then the messaging changed from, uh, it, it was something to the effect of, you know, I feel sad, but I'm safe, to talking to that child version of me and coaching him through his fear and his sadness and man, at the end, it was, I was exhausted, but much like your experience that we just heard, there was, I just was lighter. Like I just felt a lot of it lifted away. I've, and I've only done it once. I should do it more because I do feel like it was very beneficial. You heard her story of the, the person she worked with that it was like six sessions once a month and, and all of a sudden they were in, in a much better place. So it is something I think I, I should pursue because this is something that I've battled my entire life. I continue to battle now, these last few weeks, especially been particularly rough for me. So I, I hope that for someone who maybe like me feels like they've sort of tried a lot of things and feel like, ah, I'm just, this is just where I'm going to be my entire life. I'm never going to be able to move this. This might be something to pursue. This might be something to consider trying. And so Dr. Nall is a great place to start if you want to give her a call or reach out to her. Like Zach said, the uh, contact information and everything for her is in the show notes for this episode. And if you've done tapping or you've had a similar experience, we'd love to hear about it in the FitMess community group on Facebook. Yeah, we'd love to continue the conversation with you there. The link to that is also in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. That's also where we will have a brand new episode for you next week. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast player you're using. Thanks so much for being there. We will see you next week. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.